This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can visit us online at firstguaranteefinancial.net. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, we're going to start this week's episode with one word, frugal. It's a word that some people wear like a badge of honor that others dread. A lot of my clients tell me that one of their goals when building a retirement strategy is avoid a retirement that requires them to be frugal. And that's great. Retirement is a reward for a lifetime of hard work, diligent planning, and some sacrifice, and you should want to try to enjoy it. But being frugal doesn't mean you have to go without. And it certainly doesn't mean your retirement has to be constrained. In fact, it's possible that embracing frugality may make your retirement even more fun and full of potential. Now, when I think of the word frugal, one of the things that often pops into my mind is Ebenezer Scrooge from A Christmas Carol. As you probably recall, Scrooge was both very wealthy and very frugal. In fact, he was frugal to the point that he didn't enjoy his life. He was just an unhappy person incapable of finding joy in anything or anyone. But as A Christmas Carol's last act showed us, Scrooge's life became more fun and more profound when he began using some of his money to bring himself and those around him joy. So on today's show, we're going to examine the notion that you can be both frugal and happy in retirement. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who I always try to treat better than Scrooge treated ever so loyal Bob Cratchit. (laughs) I hope so. Wow, Bob got the short end of the stick on that deal. Bob got the shaft. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I hope I, uh, I I know you treat me a lot better than that, Aaron. Uh, as your co-host, I can say I love doing the show and you always treat me great. And you've come up with a great show topic, uh, how to be frugal and happy and uh, maybe not take it too far. Right. So uh, I like this one. Great one. Uh, and I've had a great week. Thanks for having me on the show. How have you been? I've been doing well. You know, we're winding Good. down, getting down into uh fall and we have some uh pivots in our retirement strategies but uh yeah everything yeah. Uh, so far so good and and uh we're keeping keeping on yeah good well you've hit upon something here today that's really interesting i mean being frugal often has negative connotations i know it does for me and and referring to somebody as frugal isn't usually a compliment or always a compliment <laughs> so I'm excited to see you put some shine back on the word frugal today. Well, let's get into it then. An Investopedia article, Living Frugally and Happily in Retirement, has some helpful insights. 
Uh, it first recommends building a proportional spending plan. Using data from the Employee Benefit Research Institute, it notes that for most people between the ages of 65 and 74, spending roughly breaks down to about 45% for housing and home-related expenses, 12% for transportation, 11% for food, and 10% for healthcare expenses. Digging even deeper, folks in that 65 to 74 age group generally spend about 10.5% on entertainment, 2.9% on clothing, and 5.4% on other expenses. Look at your current expenses. Do they fall fairly well into this model? If not, you may want to consider some adjustments. Uh, definitely. And that model makes sense to me, Aaron. I mean, working closely with someone like yourself, a financial services professional, is another way to adjust your budget in a way that's going to emphasize both frugality and an enjoyable lifestyle. Well, speaking of lifestyle, Tony, the article next recommends defining your preferred lifestyle. The best place to start is with your home. Are you going to stay put in the home you raised your children in, or is it time to downsize to a condo or a single floor townhome? If you're really going to throw caution to the wind and live a retirement lifestyle full of nearly endless travel, then that's something you'll need to carefully think about a budget for. As much as possible, you should determine your preferred lifestyle before you retire because it's typically not something you want to figure out on the fly. My lifestyle is my retirement plan. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Homer wanted to weigh in on that one, I Aaron. Understand. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to have a great lifestyle. And if you're going to be on the road a lot, downsizing your current home is probably going to be a way to save some money, right? Absolutely. Obviously, smaller homes require less upkeep and maintenance, which keeps more cash in your wallet. And by necessity, downsizing means you're going to have to get rid of some of your stuff. And while you'll probably have to simply donate most of it, you may be able to sell some of it. And earning a few extra bucks here and there is never a bad thing, right? Right. And downsizing could be a great way uh, to you know help your budget out. And it could also mean less work and less stress as well. And if there was ever a good goal for retirement, it's less work and less stress. I agree. Taking a chunk or two out of your transportation budget is another way to embrace more frugality. If you and your spouse or partner are both retired, but you each still have your own car, consider selling one of them. You'll not only make some money off the top, you'll enjoy considerable savings with insurance, maintenance, and gas. If you'll each need the car for solo activities, work out a schedule that keeps everyone on the same page. No matter how many cars are parked in your driveway, Reaching out to your insurance agent to discuss some potential savings is another smart play. And don't forget that you aren't bound to stick with the same insurance company forever. If another reputable company comes along and offers similar or better insurance than you have right now, but at a much better price, jump on it. Oh, definitely. That's good advice. And since a lot of retirees are embracing the RV lifestyle, Aaron, mm -hmm. uh, maybe we should also point out that buying a smaller rig, like a Class C rather than that large Class A, is going to save you plenty of gas in addition to the smaller sticker price. That's right. The concept of go big or go home doesn't necessarily apply when you're trying to be a little more frugal. Yeah, for sure. 
Now, uh, we should probably take a minute here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to make sure they have a financial plan in place that's going to allow for this and uh, see the areas where they might need to be a little frugal or maybe not so much. Well, listeners can visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office number at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns about your path to retirement. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Well, thanks for that, Aaron. And let's keep things rolling. We're talking about the word frugal today. And Aaron, you certainly haven't been frugal with uh, good information today. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. So bad. But uh, what's the next tip uh, for more frugality uh, from that Investopedia article? Well, the next way to bring a little more frugality to your retirement is not spending too much on food. Write out a menu, jot down the ingredients you'll need on a shopping list, and then go to the store committed to not buying anything that isn't on your list. Shop at supercenters, wholesale clubs like Costco, and your local farmer's market. Well, and as we know, Americans love going out to eat. I know I've got my hand raised. <laughs> I love it. Uh, does the article say anything about going out to eat while still saving money? It does indeed. One simple way to enjoy going out to eat while sticking to a budget is to eat at a cafeteria-style restaurant like Golden Corral or fast casual restaurants like Panera or Chipotle, where tipping isn't an expectation. If you eat out a few times a week, going to restaurants where you don't have to tip could end up saving you a pretty good amount of money. Yeah. And of course, there's always the early bird specials and happy hour specials. Uh, get some uh, cheaper food or cheaper prices on good food that way. And, you know, they joke about retirees eating dinner at 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh, you, we've seen that joke on so many sitcoms in the early days of TV. But the fact remains, the early bird often gets a great meal at a great price, right? Exactly right. Another way to take care of your retirement budget is to take care of yourself. Stay up to date on vacations and your annual flu shot. Exercise regularly whether it's a long evening walk through the neighborhood or something more strenuous like pickleball or a senior softball league. Also, work closely with a financial services professional to look into a Medicare Advantage plan, which are sometimes less expensive than traditional Medicare. Be aware, though, that while Medicare Advantage plans have plenty of enticing possibilities, they can sometimes come up with limits about which doctors you can visit. Yeah, and I think people sometimes forget that it's possible to shop around a bit when it comes to healthcare too, right? No question about it. And along those same lines, be certain to schedule elective medical procedures after you've hit your deductible and do your best to avoid out-of-network doctors whenever you can, because those out-of-network expenses can often be jaw-dropping. Finally, utilize free preventative care like some cancer screenings that are often included in plans and see your doctor on a regular basis for checkups. That's so true. I mean, uh, you know, there's the old Ben Franklin quote. I think he knew what he was talking about when he said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes, indeed. You said it. Or I guess Benjamin Franklin said it. You repeated it at the perfect time, so you get the credit. All right. Having plenty of fun is an absolutely essential part of retirement. 
like we said earlier in the show, you've worked too hard to get to retirement only to find yourself sitting on the couch day after day without anything to do because you don't have the money. If your retirement is going to include plenty of golf, day trips, or other out-of-the-house activities, why not ditch cable? It's expensive enough that if you aren't using a lot, it's probably not worth it. Trade cable for Netflix or Hulu, both of which provide endless hours of entertainment for a fraction of the cost of cable. Lots of museums, concert venues, theaters, and other art establishments offer generous senior discounts. Another great option is to volunteer as an usher at your favorite venue. That way you're getting out of the house, having some fun, and seeing a great show for free. Yeah, that's a great idea. And and I know some seniors who have had an absolute blast auditing classes at a local college. And the traditional students in the class have enjoyed hearing insights from an older person that maybe has experience in that area. Yeah, that's another great option for a rewarding way to spend time while developing new knowledge or skills. When it comes to being more frugal, clothing offers another possibility. Depending on your career, you probably had a few suits, dresses, maybe some ties, but guess what? Once you've retired, most of those ties can shuffle off to goodwill. Yeah. Except for the one you spilled mustard on during the company barbecue. That one (laughs) should probably just go right in the trash. Right. So get rid of those old clothes that you're just taking up space in your closet. But when it comes to your retirement budget, why spend a bunch of money when you don't have to? Utilize sales and coupons when shopping at your favorite department store, or even better, stick to thrift stores and garage sales. Yeah. And, you know, I think you're in retirement is really about what you get to see and do, as well as who you're seeing it and doing it with. So Mm -hmm. why spend a ton of money on fancy clothes? Just keep one or two of your classed up outfits in case you get invited to a wedding or the opera. (laughs) Well, I guess most operas would probably frown on someone showing up in an old Star Wars t-shirt, Tony. (laughs) So I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we've had a lot of fun with the word frugal today, and I hope we've shown that frugal doesn't mean going without many of the things you enjoy. It simply means some small elements of frugality like we've been describing can add up and provide a more active retirement lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you've been talking about a retirement strategy today that includes some solid budgeting. And it doesn't mean you have to accept a retirement where you go without many of the things you want or have to be mean like Scrooge was. Uh, You can, in fact, be frugal and happy. And I'm glad you're uh, showing us how today. So what do you have for us next? I thought we'd switch gears just slightly and talk more broadly about retirement strategies. Another Investopedia article, Is Your Retirement Plan on Track?, has some helpful information. The article cites a 2021 Retirement Confidence Survey from the Employee Benefit Research Institute that notes only 30% of respondents claim they're very confident about having enough money for retirement, and 40% express that they're somewhat confident. That means roughly 30% doubt that they're heading toward the kind of retirement they want. Yikes, those are alarming numbers. And I think if any of our listeners out there think they'd fall into one of those latter categories, I hope they'll get together as soon as possible uh, with someone like yourself, Aaron, a financial services professional. Well, when it comes to double checking your retirement path, the simplest first step is estimating your expenses. It can be natural to think your expenses will go down when you retire. 
and while that's often the case, it's not guaranteed. Expenses related to your daily commute will almost certainly go down, but retirement may also mean more meals out and more weekend trips. And don't forget to fully include your future housing needs into your examination. If you're likely to downsize your home after you stop working, you'll probably have more money for some of those dinners out and road trips. But if you plan to remodel your current home or move into a bigger home, you'll need to account for those increased housing expenses. Now take some time to add up all your current monthly expenses and from there, determine as best as you can how many of those expenses are likely to follow you into retirement. From there, you can work out a comprehensive budget that seeks to provide both a stable and fun retirement. Yeah, a good idea. Now, maybe you could remind our audience about just how much of their pre-retirement income most people will need for a comfortable retirement. It certainly varies from person to person based on their financial status and retirement goals, but the article notes most retirees aren't living on something as high as 80 to 90% of their pre-retirement income. Most people are more in the 65 to 70% range when you factor mortgage payments, taxes, and money that's currently being deferred into retirement plans. Well, you know, you've mentioned that uh, 65 to 70% number on previous shows, Aaron. So I think that it seems right in line with uh, what you've told our listeners all along. That's right. And after you've hammered out your expenses, you'll next want to tabulate your income. While you were still in the office, your paycheck was likely your primary income source, but that obviously changes once you retired. For many, retirement income includes a combination of social security, pensions and or 401ks and similar tools, investment income, and money from a part-time retirement job. Yeah. Yeah. All, all great ways uh, to, uh, you know, look at all the possibilities for retirement income. And I think it's a good time to also remind our listeners that they can uh, check on that. They can visit the social security website, which is ssa.gov. Yep. That's ssa.gov. And they can use its retirement income estimator to get an accurate picture of what their monthly benefit would be. And let's also remind people that for a lot of retirees, a part-time job isn't about just earning some much-needed money. It's about getting out of the house and doing something you enjoy and staying active, too. Yep. And for those that haven't already filed for Social Security, I would urge meeting with a financial services professional before doing so. When you file for Social Security has an effect on how much you receive each month. So getting the timing of your filing right is important. After you've gotten a solid understanding of both your expenses and income, it's time to do a little math. If your projected income is larger than your expected expenses, congrats, you're on solid footing. And if your likely income significantly outpaces your likely expenses, well, that trip to Disney World suddenly doesn't seem so heartburn inducing. Yeah, uh, but here's the next critical question, Aaron. What happens if your income looks you know, it looks like it's going to be less than your expenses. Ah, well, if you're projecting a shortfall, there are some things you can do to try and close that gap. First, identify ways to slash a little bit of your spending, both before and after retirement. Maybe it's something significant like downsizing your home or going from two cars to one. Or perhaps it's a combination of smaller things like getting rid of a couple streaming services or only eating out once a week rather than three times. 
Pushing your retirement a little further into the future is another way to narrow the gap between expenses and income. This may be an especially good option if you're in good health and still enjoy your work and colleagues. If you still find satisfaction in what you're doing, why not keep doing it for another year or two? Lastly, committing yourself to saving aggressively in your final working years can also help push your income beyond your likely expenses. This one will probably require some sacrifice, but it'll likely seem worth it when you're enjoying your preferred retirement lifestyle. Well, and this has been a great discussion today, Aaron, but we're out of time. Is there Ah. anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, if you'd like more information about what we've discussed today, I'd encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office number at 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right, and that does it for another episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.